How do I come up with these beats, huh? Ah, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. But, um, music. Damn, music always been in my life. Another one of the gifts of living in New Orleans. I didn't know nobody who just didn't like music. Damn, I mean, shit. From our beginning, somebody's kids, you know. I mean, Mardi Gras go back a long time. And neighborhood Mardi Gras go back way back a long time. Where they mocked the Mardi Gras crews. And um, so they used to carry us to the parade. I mean, second lines, uh, funeral second line, just party second line. Shit, a party just out in the yard somewhere. Uh, we had parties in the projects too, you know. Um, early Mardi Gras morning. I remember as a kid waiting on the Indians come through with that little drum. You hear that drum mile away echoing from foggy Mardi Gras mornings and close to the parades and you know the bands. But then you know even before the parade the kids who Marched in the high schools, the colleges, mostly the high school was still around. Colleges did their thing on campus, I guess, because most of them went to Southern. Got the hell out of the project. But, and music. All kind of music was all around us. Go to church. We had to pass up a couple, half a dozen other churches. Sanctified, Baptist. And they was always shouting, WBOK, 130. Shit, I don't remember nothing else. Until I got out the military, came back at, what, 20-something years old, and uh, they had FM out. <laughs> WYLD. I mean, no, YLD was before I left, because I remember getting a little radio, getting one of those, like, leather square radios like alligator patent leather nice little size had a handle on it you could also strap it to your shoulder and had let it hang off your shoulder but used to have music on and um but Mardi Gras morning you know Indians shouting dancing through their tambourine drums they got their Mardi Gras songs a pocky way yeah. Knew those songs before we knew any other song. They tried to teach us French in school. <laughs> the music guy. Damn, I don't I just do not remember music. I don't remember being hungry, except for doing religious holidays, in particular Easter. They wanna make you fast for Easter. Yeah. I remember
remember sitting in uh, when we lived at 3610. They had um, little square, little project. And you know, these memories I have as a kid. Uh, and I know this would be late at night too. Oh, well, maybe not so late because I'm sure it got too late. Somebody raised hell. But then, you know, shit was kind of fucked up back then too. But you know, through a child's mind, ignorant mind. You know, we didn't see things. I didn't anyway. Uh, I didn't see the bad until it really was my turn to go off without uh, my family. And then saw, well, I saw it coming before then, but by the time I was 12 years old, I knew how bad it was in the project. But up until that time, shit, music took me. And, you know, music kind of marked incidents or events like if somebody died uh kid donald green i forget the song now but that there was a song that marked his death forever um and he was a classmate of mine there was another kid across the way got hit by a train a girl who was my classmate uh at one time but in junior high school well yeah that might have to be junior high school because i made it to about 13 years old, I got into senior. Uh, I mean, junior high school. I was in eighth grade. Eight, ninth. Yeah. So I had, uh, the girl was in uh, one of my classes anyway. Might have been elementary. But she had uh, went out to the country, you know, and a lot of people from New Orleans had country roots. So there was always trips. We didn't have no, we had country roots. We just didn't visit the country. Only time we went to the country with my dad. And you know, I never heard my dad listen to music. You know, he was more, if he listened to a radio, <laughs> he listened to the horses. But he read, he read more about the horses in the paper. But I had never heard him listen to music. My mom, mm, I don't think she listened to music. I know the ladies would sit on the porch sometime at night with the kids. We didn't have music, but we had a lot of games. You know, make-up games with the music. The girl there, double dutch and different things. Uh, man overboard mostly. We played boys and girls, really. One, two, three, red light. We sang a lot as kids. We damn sure did sing. And a lot of music that came through. We uh, had Eddie Three-Way Records, you know, walk, ride through with their truck, selling little 45s. Dollar walk. My sister Anna used to buy albums. I don't know when the hell she got the money from as poor as we was. But I don't even know where she got a fucking record player <laughs> But no, we uh, we had music in our home. We had radios. Um, B.O.K. was put on that church on Sunday morning. And I don't think nobody in my family ever took part in church other than when we were compelled to. And that was on Sunday going to church. And then they had the church music. I remember how the church music revolved from the hymns. And try to get the jazzy hymns out having piano, drums, and everything else competing with the Baptists and sanctified church. I remember one day, one Easter, uh, this this got to be musical. One Easter, we uh, 
instead of going to St. Phila, the Catholic church we was raised in, my oldest brother ever, God, he had to be about 12 or something. But that's tagging along with him behind the well. Him and Anna Melba was in charge. You know, and I think it was more or less him and Anna. But they decided to go to the sanctified church that Easter Sunday because they was uh, giving out candy after church. Hell, they didn't realize how long that church was. And after about an hour or so, when we tried to get out of there, they turned us around at the door and made us stay. I can't even remember the music. I remember the music all the time except for that day. Because it was on the Weezer Street. And we, uh, actually, if we walked through the park, you could almost hear that. But sometimes we would walk right down Louisa, make a turn right at uh, Abundance. You know, walk past Dot Store. That's if we put all our money in church. And um, that sanctified church used to be jumping, tambourine band is stomping. You hear them stomping, crying and shouting and praising. Oh God, I love that. And then I like I like any kind of music. And I was really inf wasn't so much influenced by jazz, but we had uh, I'm sure on BOK Jazz Hour, but BOK played a lot of the. Uh, Oh, the rhythm and blues of the day. The rhythm and blues, soul music, you know, we heard Isaac Hayes, Temptations, the likes of them, you know, um, and plus the older stuff too. But it was actually a fucking good station. I mean, until BOK, I mean, uh, YLD came along with some uh, competition, they had clear a read on it, you know, whoop out the antenna. But music, they used to make up music way back then, too, you know. Um, I mean, shit. Traveling through the city, you hear music, you know. Music make you turn your head. Going through the French Quarter, you definitely hear music. But, you know, going through the French Quarter was on rare occasion if you was on a bus or so. But... That was, that was rare when we were kids, but that wasn't the music that influenced me. You know, even walking down Desire Street, you know, towards Ain't Idaho, so anywhere, you know, out of the project, you know, on one side or the other one, you know, it had music in the juke joint, in the, uh, coming out of the store, uh, out of the barber shop, um, up the street, out of the next store. You know, it was always some music out of the Club Desire for sure. And at nighttime, Club Desire was really hooking. Well, it was our premier club around there. You know, Desire Project Ball right across there in that structure of the uh, bowling alley. It was always fucking blasting music. Even during the wintertime, sometimes it gets so hot in there, they had that damn door open. Music just pouring out along with the people and the sound and the smell. But music. I, everybody took music, seemed like, in the city. Um, I was interested in music actually playing it at a young age. I mean, we all did. We got drums and shit. But I went to, uh, once I first got on the junior side, 
I wanted to get into music and I was playing the drum. Everybody get in the band. So I got into not in the band and music class. It's up to the instructor if you get in the band. Well, I don't even know if we had a band on the junior side. But I, uh, and I was still a young kid at the time, believing in God. You know, figure I'm doing the right thing. Wasn't a bad kid at all, you know. Shit, vertical kept my ass in check. Music was kind of soothing to me because I remember uh, um, I could lay down, close my eyes, and if there was music around, I just floated away. Um, but that Christmas, I had. Um, I was good. I prayed and every damn thing else. I done right. Next thing you know, I'm at, that's all I want. All I want is a damn drum. And I got a drum. I got a kid drum. Oh, man. I didn't get a real drum. I got a kid drum. And I was so heartbroken. That was when I would say, fuck out Christmas. Not out loud. I kept that shit quiet for a while. Damn, I see a moon, little crescent piece of moon with a big planet over it. I wonder what planet that is. Behind this red horizon back there. Looking looking west. Sun just not set. Ooh, maybe about 30 minutes ago, but you could see it. I mean, there's no, there's no limit to the sky out here. It's like a musical note blowing that sunset lasts forever. One of them damn Dizzy Gillespie notes, you know. Miles Davis hold it forever. My grandson in the, was into trumpets. Went to school, went to LSU for it. Or Southern, rather. But I was, I was still in music class, but after that, the next year, when I went to the senior side, I, um, now, I hadn't been working and stuff, too, so I wasn't really that into music anymore, other than what came to us free, and I mean, shit, it was there. Now, but what, what I do remember, uh, you know, like across the street from the, uh, Project Ball was the carriers. Whenever you pass that way, you would hear, always hear them playing music, especially on a weekend. Like, they're giving parties, too. And uh, But they were cool people. I knew them. Everybody knew the carriers. But then, you know, I remember as a kid laying in the bed at night. And uh, we were at the end of the driveway, right at Abundance, our apartment. And our front was... Our back was, or the kitchen part, was, faced up, was facing the driveway. And up the driveway, you know, but before it got to the other apartment, but where they had the apartments that made the square to our, in between there and the back, they had a little shack, uh, project shack, we called it. And what that was was a maintenance shack. Maybe we call it a maintenance shack or something like that. Maintenance building, some shit like that. And, um... It used to have garbage cans, but nobody, nobody lived there at nighttime. That little piece was uh, wasn't nobody porch or anything. But what the, what would go on? A lot of nights with them kids would sit there and take garbage cans and sticks, 
Some had drumsticks, too. Most likely, they wore drumsticks. They would play them fucking drums all night long with them different cadence. Fast, slow, fast and slow, fast and slow, fast and slow. And I mean, they'd be jamming and jamming and jamming all night long sometimes. Somebody run their ass off. But they were right next to the dice game, so people usually didn't fuck with them. Dice game ended usually with a robbery. <laughs> yeah, shit was bad and didn't even know it. Joke about it now, didn't even know it. It was too ignorant to know we was too fucking poor to afford a better fucking life. The only comfort we had was music and food and love. I know damn well love was back there. But it's school that played the music. I mean, school, school reputation was usually determined by the football team. And if the football team wasn't uh, worth the damn the music, the band had to step up. So, my, my, my partners in high school, all of them was in uh, the band. I didn't follow them. I did, actually didn't meet them. I met Dan on the junior side, and that's the only one I knew. I knew uh, Jake, I believe, as soon as I got to the senior side because I was walking that way with him. And Salisbury lived right across the street from me, and we were the same age, David Salisbury. And me, him, and Jake would walk there, and I met Dan there, you know, and then it was like the four of us, and then next thing you know, uh, a couple more of us. Once I got to the senior side, there was a couple more. It was... uh. Walter, bless that fool's heart. Charles, bless the pretty boy's heart. And it was us three, me, Walter, Charles, Dan, and didn't hang with Jake too much. Jake wasn't a hangout in that. I think something had happened, you know, Jake had, uh, uh, didn't, we didn't run the project. He didn't run the project. He had a car, so we stayed out of the, when I hung with him. But mostly I would hang with Walter Charles and Dan. And it was us four. They could, you know, the parents of us four, we were so tight that, you know, their parents were like my parents. Um, Miss Lou, Miss Elijah, Miss mm, Helen. Yeah. That was their name. And, uh, yeah, it was. They treated us like they were, I mean, like we were their children. So, I mean, you know, they said four musketeers. There wasn't no such thing as a three musketeer. We was a four musketeer, but before we even really knew there was a fourth musketeer. <laughs> but um, Walter, I don't think Walter was into music. I don't know what the fuck Walter was into. But Dan and Charles was into music. One was a sax player. I don't know what the fuck Charles played, trumpet or some shit. And then come along Clarence. I don't know what the fuck Clarence did. I don't know even though he got in the crew. And then uh, it was Robert. But throughout that time, music, I don't think I paid for music. <laughs> I don't even think I had an album and I only got that album through Everett. Everett sent that album with Marvin Gaye. I'll never forget that. And uh, with the raincoat, the trench coat in the rain. Shit, that was the shit. And uh, but you know, uh, 
before I started hanging out with uh, the guys who became my friends, you know, in high school, uh, Melba, I think Melba got married young, 16. So I had to be 15. And, but before she even got married, she uh, used to hang a lot by Richard, Richard Bush. That's the dude she ended up married. And I used to go over there by Richard and him. Now this was some, uh, this when I started being really high. Now I got high before with Everett and his crew when I was, you know, forced to tag along with Everett as a spy. Cause that's what my mom had me do. You know, and I mean, I didn't mind because I got out the fucking house. I was just a lucky kid as far as being, not having independence forced on me, but, you know, it would just happen to be there. Um, in the sense, my oldest brother was three years older than me. Mama watched him like a hawk, you know what I mean? That's what they watch that baby boy because they want to make sure... Nothing happened to him, him and the oldest daughters. And by the time he got to me, shit, she was just tired. Because, you know, Anna ended up having a baby. Melba ended up having a baby. Everett ended up in the military, got out the military. Before that, he was in uh, the Youth Study Center. You know, and this was, you know, wasn't the idea dream that Mama had. Or, I mean, Daddy knew shit might come, but. You know, hell, that was part of life there, you know, and you couldn't keep them. So by the time uh, it got to me, I was uh, I was totally on my own. I mean, by the t shit, sixth grade, while everybody else was at Moton, some kind of way I ended up, I mean, at uh, Helen, as that was some kind of way I ended up the only one at Moton, so I had a key to the house. Would have to leave school. Well, once I got out of school, it was right up around the corner. Go home, open up the window, start dinner. And I did that shit for about a year or so. And uh, spent two years there doing that. Got out of uh, sixth grade, went to Edwards at seven and seven and eighth grade. And then ended up. Uh, <laughs> On the senior side, ninth grade, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. So I mean, but the music uh, would I used to hang with Richard, and they lived in the project too, right there, not too far from uh, the bowling alley. Him and his family and stuff. I mean, and, you know, his his family, his mom, his older brother. He like had his room and he had to fix something nice. And him and his partners used to get back there and philosophize, talk, smoke weed with the black uh, uh, light on. And I mean, they talk some fucking heavy shit. And I got into talking some heavy shit after I got over slipping so deep into the music, being high and stuff. Because it took me. I mean, that was my first time actually getting into music. Because every them they crew didn't listen to the only kind of music we listened to at Pennyland, go run to Pennyland or at the um, fair that was in the parking lot of the bowling alley. But really, Everett wasn't into music till he got out of the service. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they sat around her because I didn't hang with him all the time. And as a matter of fact, they was even going to be in a talent show singing My Girl. <laughs>
But it was him, Michael, and Herbert, you know. So talent shows were big things down there. Um, told you about the talent show. I went with, with Val, so I'm going to leave that out of this. But music, damn. It's just, it's just that. The fans come through there performing, you know, because you know them children. You know, you're sitting on your porch, somebody turned on some music, it's just an afterthought. Turn on the radio station, now they got 100,000 of them, most of them syndicated stations, and only giving you music they want you to hear. They've been doing that a while, though, so getting a lot of canned music. But back then, I mean, you could still be independent get your own music sometimes it's worth it because they got a lot of music just like books you don't put out a lot of positive music so mm, wonder why but shit my cut my sister my daddy one of my daddy oldest daughter sandra she loved the record, and I remember her by this music. These eyes, I guess she had a broken heart when she came to live with us, yeah. And she bought her kids and everything. She had two kids, Monique and what was that other child's name? And they had a little Jimmy, too. Uh, excuse me. Monique and Monica, I don't know. But... These eyes, and that girl sang that song, and she cried that song. Playing on the Anna record box. We'll go home, go to school, come back, Sandra still in there crying. But no, she was a sweetheart. I hadn't seen that woman in almost 50, 60 years. Maybe since I was about 10, 11, 12. But Sandra got, I mean, Sandra, Sandra was a good person. And um, I think it was drugs. Early back then, I didn't recognize it. But my daddy, my daddy loves her. He tried to do what he could for her. But my mom, oh, God. She shouldn't have been around my mom, for one thing. I don't know what a big damn music would have been. Other than graduation parties and stuff like that. Um, but a day when most of the project took part in music was Christmas. Yep. Now, how is that possible? Well, Christmas Day, Desire Street would close down. Whether you had something to go out there with or not, most people from the project went on Desire Street. From, from that... Florida Avenue, just over the bridge, to, I guess, past pleasure. And most people at the time had, uh, one of the big items for Christmas was uh, the skates, the Union skates, the steel skates. But Christmas Day, 
Most people, all they wanted for Christmas was a pair of Union skates in the project. And, um, you know, pretty good chance that you got them because they weren't very expensive. They were kind of expensive, but they weren't so expensive that it would break your parents. But unless you had 11, of us, 11 kids like my parents and half of them wanted skates, you know, That'd be like uh, $200, because I can't remember, but they weren't that expensive. So uh, usually if you work, you could usually save up and have your own stuff, which you tend to do once you got older and was from a poor family. You helped out as much as you can, as early as you can, which I did. But uh, on Christmas Day, uh, the streets would be closed. And they would uh, skate, bring bikes, any toy that rolled or didn't roll. Walk up and down the street. It was one big, huge party. And uh, I'm not even sure if they did it in other projects. I know in Desire they did that. And then there was no need to leave. Uh, your parents didn't even worry about you. The only thing you got a warning was don't ride no cars. And what they meant by that was, if you had skates, or even if you didn't, you borrow somebody's skates. And what the guys used to do, mostly, I don't think I've seen many girls do that. I'm sure they did, yeah, one or two, who would, a car. Now, I said the street was closed, but yeah, they had some cars come through there. Cowboy would come through there and roll through there. Uh-uh, but they didn't just roll. They sped through there, and these damn people would be holding on to these cars, and they would do that shit over and over and over. And luckily, nobody never got fucking killed doing that shit. But that music was out there, because, you know, they had the radios. People along Desire Street would have the uh, speakers. We ever had the nice speakers, because, you know, some of the guys had not been in the military, came back with the nice stereos. Put them speakers in the window with the music and it'd be a party from one inner desire with them wide. And uh, that was Mardi Gras there, full of music, every kind you want. And then come Mardi Gras again. Hey, pocket way. Hey, pocket way. Talent shows. A lot of talent came out of those talent shows. The Neville Brothers, Betty's, you know, one of the known families. But music was just, and I mean, it changed the music because before in the French Quarter, you wasn't getting too many blacks. A few of them passed through every now and again, but it wasn't all like the most raw. They did the jazz, blues, and all. Yeah, they did have blacks. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, what's his name? Fuck. This old guy played his piano. Couldn't read, couldn't write. But this motherfucker played the piano and sang. And he worked with this dude who got over on him. You know, I can't even think of this damn dude's name. And if I said the name, people say, oh, yeah. talent shows was the thing for us kids but mostly it was music 
You know, I didn't, didn't, you know, you know the music on the radio. Yeah, it was way back then, then, then too. And have you dancing and everything. And I mean, back then, boys weren't afraid to dance, really dance. That was, I guess, before uh, Soul Train. So Soul Train line fell right off at the place. Before then, there was that damn John Pilo show. White dancers, like, and I never did get into that, no. And uh, I didn't get into sitting around looking at music until uh, Midnight Special. Let the Midnight Special shine and ever love it light on you. Now, other than that canned music I heard in um, elevators and different things when you go into town or go out into the world, out of the project, you know, into the white world, if you had reason to, or even the job I had, one, I think Marty Grubb and I don't know what kind of music they had, but I mean, it couldn't have been bad because I don't remember. But the thing is, music. Music just so into you. From then, my daughter played an instrument. She was in the band. My grandkids in the band was in the band. Kennedy went to college for it. Chris, Chris wanted to go to college for it. He played drum. He played a couple of instruments. That now that boy's shit. He's wicked. He know about three, four instruments. Just picked them up. He's dyslexic, can't read too well, you know, but he's going to buy on music. Music was his savior. Casey, she played uh, cymbals. <laughs> Tiffany Children, I don't know what Tiffany Children do. That's one daughter I don't contact. She's a long song. Don't have no kind of music to remember her by. But my daughter, when she was born, I was in the military. And uh, she was born January the 1st. Now, y'all know how Stevie used to drop an album out every year on the 1st. Yeah. Yeah, I bought that from the project. You know, I went from the project to the military. And um, Maria was born in 1177. And... Thing. Stevie dropped that album. Isn't she lovely? Oh my God! I I knew, I knew this dude did this for me. I knew it. So I mean, with that, I was like, oh my God! And you know that 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 girl took my heart, and that album represent her. That it did, and uh, that was my love for her. Right there in that album, Stevie said it all. But music covers some pain sometimes. I remember I lost a woman once and listened to music or listened to uh, what's her name, Desiree. Oh, I can't even think of it. Used to put that damn uh, uh, music on every time I went to work. Was working at the bars. <laughs> I think it was Joan I lost, in, and I put that damn music on. If I remember, but 
Played that every damn day and got drunk early in the morning. By the time I got off, I was fucking good and toasted. And then I finally got my shit straight through music because I started going to some of the concerts down there. One, you know, outside, right inside the quarter. Not none of the jazz concerts like uh, Walter Wolfman Jackson. Him, uh, a couple of other people played around him, Irma Thomas. I didn't dig up music too much. I don't know, they picked her as the queen of New Orleans music. And I'm like, okay, they got a lot of people better. But, you know, she was a good representative of New Orleans, you know. But music, God. I had not stopped listening to music here about a year ago. You know, last Thanksgiving, or even before then. You know, me and Angela broke up again. And uh, after 35 years of not being with her, we got together, hooked up, ran for two years, and fuck. So we did a lot of music when we were in the car. You know, she do iPods and uh, uh, not iPods, but uh, Spotify and shit, which you know, I didn't do, but I, I usually do music on the radio. I mean, had XM at one time, but got tired of paying for shit. But well, didn't have a job, couldn't pay for it no more. Damn equipment held up, couldn't pay for it no more, but shit, equipment held up for 20 fucking years. But, you know, when I did have it, oh, it was a shit. You could tune into any fucking type of music you want. Oh, for $5.99 a month. Music today. You know, I don't know what happened to music, you know. I don't know what happened to the music makers. And uh, we didn't so much look at them. I didn't anyway. Now, back in the day, they had these Rebel songs, Marvin Gaye, different things, and they did it the way they had to do it. Now, and these kids came out, Ice-T, Ice-Q, and them found a new way. But it wasn't gangster at first, you know, and it wasn't like uh, canned shit. Like, everybody almost doing the same thing. They was actually saying something, doing being Rebels and shit. And... Uh, using their voice to actually say something. And then they got contracts in Hollywood, they got on TV and different thing, and they go to fucking protest. But, they say everybody, they ain't got no money, but once they get there, they say fuck everybody else. <laughs> That's music. That's music. You gotta pick your own music. I know one thing about Chantrice, you know, she might have been having trouble, but she picked some good music. This girl singing, uh, what's her name? Who sang, oh shit. One of them songs, Brown Eye. Brown Eye Girl. Or something like that. One of them songs. But it... What was her name? But she she do some nice music. She really do. Um, 
And uh, Teresa had a lot of good taste in music. But music, mm, without music, where would we be? Where would we be? I mean, we take music for granted. Down in New Orleans, we did. I did until I went in the military and like, even after basic where nobody had music and then you went down to the PX or the club and on bass and, and like, what this fucking music? It was that Steely Dan shit. Old shit was still playing. Still playing today too. So. kind of miss music. I play some music every now and again. But as soon as a certain song come on, one of them love, old loveless song, come on, I turn it off. It's not, I mean, music make me happy. You know, music make me think. It's like a certain song make anybody think about, oh, remember when? Couples got their own special song. Even it's just some music that they dance to. Made love to for the first time. I ain't never had no song I made love to or some music like that. Uh-uh. Cause any music, it was that if it was on, I was into the woman, you know, like a song. Music take up so much of our time, it's there, we don't even know it's there half the time. They use it in jingles for commercial to catch your attention. Some jingles you hear right away and change that shit. Oh, fuck. TV, jingle. They use music a lot of time, selling shit. Some of the latest music sell shit. They put it to a damn donut commercial or something. Ice cream commercial. Insurance commercial has nothing to fucking do with it. But they got your attention on her. Music. Using music now more of a propaganda tool. <laughs> yeah. Look at this shit they give us. Look at it. Some good? Not really simple shit, you know. I mean, it's easy to sing along to a lot of them, catchy. And that's all it got to be. And they know they got you. You know, back in the day, you know, well, they was making music, promoting musicians, and that was the government, just so they could go ahead and keep your ass distracted. And then Marvin Gaye jumped out there. Ah! And Barry Gordy didn't want that shit to happen, huh? They changed that song up. From the color of our skin to the texture of our hair or length of our hair, some bullshit. But music. Everywhere you go, they got music. Got it so much you don't even notice it. Walmart. Walmart play it anymore. You don't hear nothing on Walmart unless they're calling somebody. Different codes. Aisle 15. Pharmacists. I don't even know if they play it in elevators anymore. 
It's just that TV. They catch you. Most people keep their computer off because they don't want to hear the music when they come up on these commercials if you can't afford not to have a commercial-free internet or service, whatever. But I was just learning the call. Guitar not too long ago. Figured to keep my mind fresh. Over 60, you know. Try something new. And I was doing it. Carried them. Bought me a couple of books and was playing that sucker. And uh, got to... Got the Biloxi down there, had to lighten my load up. Got rid of my guitar, should have held it though. Because I'd be playing this myself instead of using what I'm using. Oh, you want to know what I'm using? I'm making this. This is mine. <laughs> this music go good with a camera tonight. You can see it's dark now in the distance. You see Algodon, Algodon in Mexico. That's across the border. You see Interstate Tape 10, uh, Interstate 8, actually, before that. Almost see Brawley, Brawley over there. Or is, yeah, they got to be Brawley with those lights. Because there's a glow back there. So Brawley, the next big city over there. Glamis is not that big. Glamis just just a little spot where they got the sand dunes and sell different. Uh, they got a park there. And that one of the uh, recreational parks there where they do take their buggies off. I hate being around. A lot of Trumpians around there. So it ain't a good place to be. Cause it's just massive fucking people. They pack that tight. So we pass through there. And like, oh, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, that country music playing. And I ain't got nothing against country music. Yeah, I worked in the bar in Louisa. Louisiana, New Orleans, and Hogs Breast Saloon. And uh, that was the bar I worked in before we went up to uh, Alaska. And you used to have to play uh, two Jimmy Buffers. Two Country was a, a seven CD player. And the other three you could put in, but one of them had to be jazz. <laughs> so. And it was pretty good. I liked the music. And it was... I always had music coming out of my bar, you know, not too loud, but loud enough to tickle the ear where they pass and put their head in and then come in because I was usually had day shift. <laughs> so I was real selective about the music I played, you know, nothing too hard, nothing head banging, nighttime drinking music. It was daytime sitting, drinking a coffee music, and that's how I used to get them. There's a lot of people, hey, you like some uh, Irish cream in that coffee? You want an Irish coffee? What about a, a hot toddy? So, I, um, and I use music. 
Somebody, uh, when I worked at Trico House, they used to have these two white guys, Danny and something. I don't even know. And I just made up Danny. And, uh, but two white guys played music coming through here and was playing at uh, a lot of places you could go play. And they'll let you play if they didn't have to pay you. And you play for tips. And they wanted me to come sing with them, you know. And I'm like, nah, and I swear these dudes were begging me. No, man, we need somebody with real real voice. You from here, you got a nice voice. And I'm like, you bullshit me. You ain't never heard me sing. Yeah, we have. We heard you singing. Because I used to just, something was on, a good song was on, I'd sing it, you know. And um, not even thinking about it, just singing. Because, I mean, that's the type of person I was, especially in the restaurant business when you're standing up there at the bar waiting on the drink. You hear something on, you know, you start singing it, especially if you knew it. So uh, I said no, and, you know, I thought about it for a while, and, you know, maybe that could have been my singing, because fuck a singing career. It wasn't about money for me, no. I was happy to make just enough money to live on. Now, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't really out for... nothing like fame or anything. I didn't even know what I wanted. I didn't. Um, I was working in New Orleans and I really wasn't happy. I was just waiting for the next thing in my life. And actually I was trying to get uh, Joan to leave Louisiana with me, you know, and it didn't happen, but I did leave. But I really was just waiting for the next thing because, you know, it, like I said, that was seasonal. And I mean, there was a lot of music in the quarter and I love music, but you know, it seemed like a dead end. It was a repeating thing. And I just wanted something new. And then, you know, finally left. Got exposed to a little more music, a little different music, um, a lot of regional music and shit. I carry Louisiana music with me, as, you know. Because a lot of people find out you're from Louisiana and New Orleans. They want to talk about that Neville brother, Baptiste brother. What about the uh, the meters, the meters? Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, that bunch of them. So uh, that thing was, you know, music. I pretty much enjoyed music my whole life until now. And it's not that I don't enjoy it. I don't mind this simple beat. I see, heard some jazz on the radio today. And I like jazz. Uh, I don't like saxophone jazz, though, so I turn it off. I like guitar jazz, acoustic. Oh. And um, there was this uh, guy with the bow and arrow. I forget his name. I, I like that. Uh, uh, and that wasn't jazz, but it was just acoustic guitar soloist. Just like I like harmonica, Lee Oscar. Stevie Wonder. Fuck. I love that shit. And I went to see, we went to see uh, me and uh, Joan. Went to see uh, War on, in concert on a riverboat. That fucking boat was rocking. I'm glad it didn't leave shore. But the Oscar played that harmonica. Oh, goodness. That shit was crying, you hear me? Crying, talking, laughing. And that's, I think, what's the best thing about music. Music got its own voice. Robert Craig's good with music. Somebody turned me on to that. I got his uh, CD 
bought that CD years ago, found it again. Strong Persuader. I think that's his best work, but that just me. Van Morrison, got into Van Morrison for a while. You know, white boy could sing. I just like the way he dragged a little soul, jazzy soul, you know. Melaconia, Melaconia. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Robert Craig, what's that other, Gary Willis, Gary Will, Will, he's a guitar player, he's a white boy, then I got into some of that, uh, flute, I see the dude's name, but I can't say it, I see the album, the keyboards, I think it was the woman with a keyboard dress on, and he playing the keyboard, um, shit. I got into some African music, Zap Mama. The women have just used their voice. Now that's some shit people need to hear. I had all of their albums up there in Alaska. Used to play it at lunchtime too. Rasta, reggae music. I mean, it, it was sounding good. I loved it. And again, I, uh, in Alaska, I started buying music, and, uh, again, but, you know, music got kind of expensive, but I still bought it, you know, because those CDs came out, and, you know, they had the little Walkman CDs back then, CD players, and you could hook them up to little speakers, you know, like, all right, all right, but I really didn't, uh, get into them too long I go back into albums because I like an album I just like the album because the covers had different pictures and different things you could use them for decoration you know the universe makes its own sound its own music ask them whales make their music all animals make music. All animals respond to music. What is music to animals? It might be just a different sound that they're picking up because, you know, the frequency that we hear on is a different frequency for animals, so it could be an irritating sound for them. But animals got their own music, I'm sure. Um, my dog will hear something, and she just look around, and but she'll hear something before I hear it. Dude can't sneak up on the old man Steve. He cannot sneak up on him. nobody. Uh, as soon as she hears somebody close to the car, she barking. I now I am so glad because I sleep like a fucking rock, and that's why I got a dog. <laughs> Make her own music, but I don't play no music. I was at one time when I first got to play music with to try to teach you how to dance, but she's like not. Nah. That's like trying to teach you how to treat and say roll over. She know how to roll over. But she won't roll over because she don't like it. Even if I offer one of her best fucking treats in the world, she's like, uh-uh, nope, not rolling over. You won't give me that, give it to me. And that's my dog with her music. But, um. Make make sounds. Ever listen to the ocean? 
rolling up against the shore. Oh shit, that is fucking music to the ear. Up there on, in Oregon, we'll sit up. Mm, I think these a lot of this cliffs was about a hundred, at least a hundred feet off the uh, above the ocean on these cliffs where you park at. Little uh, day visit areas you park at, but a lot of them was like a good distance from the beach, not lengthwise, but up. And you can walk down the hill and get to the beach, you know, and walk 25, 30, 40 feet, depends on the tide. But used to be parked up there at nighttime. And you would just hear that shit going, shh, We go boom, boom, constant crashing. Oh, but even that was like so therapeutic. And sometimes you didn't hear me at all. You didn't hear nothing. You hear like a tree. Redwoods make their own sound. You always hear shit falling. <laughs> what the fuck was that? So I didn't sleep in the Redwoods. I didn't like that music. That was that spooky music. <laughs> Monkeys make music. Bears make music. Music is pretty much universal. You don't even have to read music to make music. You don't even have to read music to understand music. You don't even have to know how to play music to enjoy it. All you got to do is know how to appreciate it. Even aliens make music. I don't know. Hopefully one day I'll see if they make music. If they promise to return my ass safe back to Earth. But anyway, I think uh, music is... uh, One of mankind true gifts because it's everybody understanding whether they like it or not everybody could do it whether they know how or not they sometime of some type of music so I think music is universal uh, it doesn't matter where you from if you like the shit then you're saying, give me some. So, like that beat. Easy. Later.
This is a musical world. Everybody can make their own music and don't even know it. Hope, hope this is enjoyable.